Thanks for listening to the Dakota Town Hall podcast, a political podcast focusing on Western South Dakota. Brought to you by the Home Slice Media Group and Elevate Rapid City. School board questions. Please introduce yourself and tell us what you are running for. So my name is Jim Hansen, and I am running for school board again. I already did uh, two terms as a school board, and then I took uh, a uh, term off um, due to an illness in, in my mom's passing. So I'm running for Area 4, which is up north, and I live up north. You have to live in the area. And I've been asked to participate in this, and I'm honored to do so. And they have about nine questions, but I think I'm going to be able to merge several of them together. One of the first questions that, that, I, that was asked is, should the school in the fall operate as normal, or should the schools operate under special circumstances? And my answer to that is yes. But the second question is, should the school board modify the calendar for 2000 and 2021 school year? Well, if you understand how the school system works, this this is completely across the board. It's not just Rapid City. You have to put into consideration all the other school districts due to all the extracurricular activities with the theater group, with the band group, with all the musicals, with all of the athletics that happen. You have to be working on that. So my recommendation would be, yes, we need to operate under special circumstances because we're living in a special time with special circumstances. At the same time, modifying the school board with approximately 170 some days of school, you have vacations, you have days off. All of that is already moved into the calendar. Uh, so it does give the board leeway to push back. It's the very end of May. Let's figure out what's going on by the middle of July so the school can then make a hard, firm decision because this decision affects thousands of people and the entire Rapid City and outside the Rapid City area. Now, there are another question that was asked of me is the school system offered tours of some of the facilities. Did I take one of the tours and what was your impression? First off, no, I did not go on any of the tours. I did not need to because like I said in my previous two terms, I was on the facilities committee and I have been in every building in the Rap City School District and I have seen how bad they were back then. And we tried to do everything we can with limited funds to get the buildings taken care of. And there are some buildings that are on the on the hot spot and they need to be seriously looked at. Um, plus, there was the bond issue that, that was brought up. Is that going to be re-brought up with new considerations? Um, these are questions that need to be asked. <clears throat> Another question, if one of the schools were to become uninhabitable, what would be your plans for the education of those students? Well, let me give you an example. South Middle School is a horrendous building. The staff there is wonderful working underneath those conditions. The students are still learning out of there because of the staff, not because of the environment that they're in. If that property does a shift to where the walls got to where the city had to come in and say to the school district, I'm sorry, but this is, is unsafe. We have to, you have to dump millions of dollars into it to repair it, or you need to tear it down and build new because the kids can't come in here. You have to have it deemed unoccupied. If that would happen, you have 
a large amount of students that would need to be relocated throughout the district. One of the one of the things that is positive that came out of all this coronavirus um, is the learning at home. Could some of these classes be done at home? Could some of these classes be moved and have things done online? These are things that we are going through right now, the last semester of school, people are learning online. Is it working? In some instances, it is. In others, it's not. But we're having an opportunity, if this disaster would come, we would be able to work forward, look ahead, and jump into action to see how fast we can assist the students. Some students learn different than others. What are we going to do? It means change and change. Everybody, everybody has a hard time with change. Another question that was asked of me is, how do you feel about having schools act as polling places for elections? Well, if you look at the strategic plan, one of the last ones is schools and community partnership. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have the schools already there. Everybody knows where they are. And to turn around and start saying, no, we can't have them in schools is is uncalled for. If you look at Western South Dakota and you look at how conservative people are, then you turn around and look where I work at the Rap City Police Department and the Pennington County Sheriff's Department. We've been doing that my whole entire career. The 30 plus years I've been a Rap City Police Officer, I know no different because the, the previous sheriff and the previous previous chief, Chief Hennies and Sheriff Don Holloway, both of them put us in one building over 30 years ago. That is saving taxpayers money, an extremely amount of, of revenue. They are, they, we work together. We consolidate. We're, we're, it's, it's taxpayers money. It's just in different pockets. And if those two entities could work well together, then why can't the schools jump in on uh, polling places and work with the Pennington County Auditor's Office and work with, with the state so that we can have these elections there? It's healthy for our students to see, oh, today. Today, we have to have a change because we're voting. Show how important it is for people to step out and vote. So answer it. Yeah, absolutely. We need to continue that and we need to make it better um, for, for our public. There's a question that was asked. There's a disparity between non-natives and Native American test scores. Test scores. How would you improve the test scores among our Native American students? Well, first off, it takes the entire community to do that. Working where I work, and I have been able to see that working the six years I did on the school board, there is a disparity. But it takes the entire community to work together. It takes families to step up. When you go to Stevens High School and you go to Central High School and you see these students graduating with honors. Why are they? It's because their family units are together, because the teaching staff is able to work with them. It's because you have issues that are going on inside the school building and outside the school building. You need to work with these students. You need to work with their families. You need to bring them to the table. There is an expectation of learning. Well, then let's force the hand and make everybody come to the table. Stand up for what's right. We have teaching staff that need to be supported. And they and this is one of the biggest things that everybody is hollering is is the Native American students. They are great. I have many, many friends of Native Americans and their children and their grandchildren are very important to the 
to the development of Rapid City. So how do you improve the test scores? First and foremost, you work on the family. You get the, the whole entire holistic approach to get the family involved. And if the family is involved from the elders all the way to the student, this, this could work. As far as teaching goes, this time right now with COVID-19, we're having to decide, are we going to change how we teach? And maybe this is a prime example of, of changing on how we have been doing business, getting out of the institutionalized way of learning and get into a more mar modern scientific version and to be able to push that. Another question that was asked is, what ideas do you have to improve the ability in achieving the five goals of the Rapid City the Rapid City Area School Strategic Plan. There are five, and the and the five that we have is reading by third grade. First and foremost, if you talk to any elementary school teacher that has been around, they can tell you that if a child by third grade, that they have an 80% chance or higher of, of not graduating. If they already know that by being in the school district, then why aren't we putting more assistance, more parapros, more uh, more teachers in the lower ranks to get them? These are things that we can do. All it is is reallocation. And it is funding. Don't get me wrong. And that's a different issue. We also have the 21st century learning. You cre create a learning environment that comes right out of exactly what the strategic plan, the, the strategic plan says. But you, you have to have the mindset. You have to be able to grow and you can't just be little old rapid city. We're not New Underwood. We are not Kadoka. We are Rapid City, the second largest school district in the in the second largest city in the, in the state. We're the largest in Western South Dakota. So we need to take this and we need to go through all of those. The third grade, the 21st century learning, the college career and life readiness. I will tell you, my son is graduating this year and he struggled in math. And because of the core elements of the way that the state structured it, and I and I am not happy with that, that the state structured, they couldn't give him an alternative to his <clears throat> to his uh, his math class. There there are life readiness classes, teaching people to pay bills, teaching people to figure out their checkbook, teaching kids how to figure out how we're going to afford this this car. All of these things, none of them are taught anymore. Yes, that is the responsibility of the parents. But in today's society, so much is is put on the the students, the the teachers, and the staff. Why can't we have a little little different math? I have spoke to administrators of schools, and they would like to see different changes. But all of this is controlled by this, the South Dakota Board of Education out of peer. But this is where Rapid City being the second largest, I'll bet you if the two superintendents talked and the two boards talked, we would find out that we could make some changes and we could push the, the state Board of Education who needs the help. Because if, if the people I've talked to, they're the same. They have, uh, low, they have high turnover. So they have people that are not, that have not been in the education world as long as some of our teachers. We need to collaborate with them and we need to figure out a better way to help our students. A question that was asked is what are one or two of your priorities you would like to accomplish during your time on the school board? Well, I can tell you right now, all of the priorities I had have changed. The reason being is 
I want to see the, our community because our community is also the school district. And with the budget cuts that are going to be coming down, how are we going to handle that? My first priority right off the bat is how are we going to survive this budget cut that's coming? And how do we keep all of our employees employed? Number two, with working with that, you have to also add in where are we at with the school bond? Due to what we have here, we probably are going to have to put that on hold, but you also have the base possibly coming in quicker. You also have other options. We have to have meetings to make sure that we get on board, but it has to be the entire community. So I can't give you a definition, a, a defined two priorities because Everything changed from the day I put my application in to run, got my petition signed to today. COVID changed all that. So I do believe that the two priorities right now is the budget and the employees. How do we take care of the employees? Because that ripple effect will cost the city of Rapid City and the community millions of dollars if we don't use good common sense and make it work. But we have to make it work as a team. One of the last questions that was asked, the last question is, what do you bring to the school board as far as experience and special skills to make improve, to make improve the providing the education to our children? I have experience. I was on the board for, for two terms. I have been there. I was the president for three. That doesn't mean I have, I'm, I'm anybody more important than anybody else. What that means is I have been there through the good and the bad. As a law enforcement officer, I th see things in a completely unique way. One of the things that my friends asked me was, is Jim, are you going to bring your impartial thought process to this board again? And I said, yes, because instead of jumping on emotion and jumping on, I need this, I need that. Let's look for the holistic approach for the school district. But our school district is only a part of our greater community. And without having our greater community involved with some of the operations, we're never going to succeed. Have we succeeded? Yes, we have hundreds of students that are graduating from high school through all of this. And if they have goals and they have visions, they're going to be the next leaders in our community. As far as improving the education, I do think that we have to get back to basics. I think we have to get out of the box and we have to seriously look at the institutionalizing and removing that of how we do our, our, our students. There was a question I asked my son almost on a weekly basis. Did you make contact with your teachers and how are you doing? Some of his classes, he is just blossoming. A couple of them, he's struggling. There are ways that we can make that up. Uh, there was a, a breakout study session that I was in on the other side of the state when I was on the school board. And there is a teacher over there in one of the small communities in East River that he did not mandate that his students showed up for class as far as the first. He would give them their, their first week. They would give them assignments. And if they were doing their assignments and they were getting above a C, a C or above, he would allow them to not be in class as long as they checked in every Friday. The students that slipped underneath that had to show up for school. They had to have that. Each person is different. 
Each classroom is different. Each teacher is different. So we have to work as a community. We have to work solid as a school board and as an administration, but we need the input of all of the parents and all of the people. We have great people in this town. We have great people who look at, just drive around and see throughout all this, our city is growing. There are so many aspects that our city has to do to make Rapid City better. And the Rapid City School District has to be a priority. So in, in in reference to the last question, educating our children, we have to think out of the box and we have to get back into the basics of teaching so that our students can grow. I want to thank you for your time. And my name is Jim Hansen, and I am running for Area 4 for 2020 uh, Rapid City. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Dakota Town Hall podcast, a political podcast focusing on Western South Dakota. Brought to you by the Home Slice Media Group and Elevate Rapid City.